It's me, Mario. Sound check should be all right. Nothing changed. All right. Yeah. No, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Welcome back, everybody. I fucked that up. The the little Mario intro like fucked up. Fucked me up. Oh yeah, we were doing like a sound check and then it went into that. Yeah. Fucked me up. Anyway. Welcome back to the Fulfill Sake Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Archija, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today, we are going to be talking about uh, Mulholland Drive. Yes, yes, By yes, David yes. Lynch. Uh, oh, yeah. Fascinating little fucking piece of cinema. And But before that, let's let's get the mustard, or the ketchup, or the horseradish. The relish, or... I make that joke, like, like, at least once every episode. Mm. And no one's mentioned that out. No one's, like, called me out on it yet, yeah. so I'm going to keep doing it. Yes, until you were called out. <laughs> yeah. Keep doing that shit. <laughs> did, you, did you see anything this week? I, I did. I saw... Fuck, I, I've still been watching a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! Because mm. I'm just a fucking nerd. How many that. seasons of that is there? Like, There's a lot. <laughs> like, more than five? Uh, no, I think... Mm. Well, that's not by... I wouldn't call it by season. It's, like, by arc. Okay. So, like, you have the original Yu-Gi-Oh! arc, and mm. then you have GX, and you have 5Ds, and then you Oof. have... I don't even know about the 5Ds. Sexal, and nope. I clocked out at 5Ds, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm watching GX, and I thought it was really shit when I was in middle school mm. or high school, because I was like, oh, that's not Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. That's not Yu-Gi! Yeah. Uh, but it's actually it's really right. fun. Yeah. yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. So uh, hopefully all of them are good, but there's like five of them now, yeah. and there's like so many, like... The game was easy when I started playing it, and yeah. now it's just like what the complex fuck is so. happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they added synchro summons and tuning summonings, and I'm like, what the fuck are you? That's kind of how it is with games. So I started yeah. playing World of Warcraft. Um, I stopped in 2011, came back in 2016, mm-hmm. and it was very intricate and lots of details even back then. But now it's like if you haven't been playing for the last five years and you're lost as shit, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I've been wanting to get into into Warcraft, mm. uh, but I need a, like a stable paycheck to do it because yeah. fucking monthly subscriptions. Yeah, fifteen bucks. Or yeah. So. yeah. So once I get that, I, I kind of want to try it out. But mm. like, I don't know dick about the story. Like, oh, the story man. is just like all over the. It's, a, it's, it's a been grind. like fifteen years of goddamn story on the thing. Yeah, that's insane. They killed the king in the expansion. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! The king is dead. A new expansion just came in. Is that the <laughs> yep. one you're talking about? Yep. World of Warcraft Legion. It um, the expansion came out on August the thirtieth. Yeah, which at is midnight. It looks pretty nice. Actually. It is it fucking looks... awesome. <laughs> That's all... It I is awesome. You don't look like someone that would play Warcraft. I don't know her. And I'm You're so not... and I'm so happy that you do. Yes. <laughs> so when happy. um when the Burning Crusade came out, and about to get really nerdy because I know Dude, yeah, <laughs> super nerd. when Burning Crusade came out, we were uh, we finally finished the dungeon, and like all of the uh, the people were, that were in the raid that lived locally, mm-hmm. we all went to an Olive Garden. So it was like. Maybe an hour and a half away, yeah. but I mean, we just found the closest location from like for like all of us, and it was just like fifteen nerds, like all inside of the <laughs> Olive Garden, like just celebrating, like completing something <laughs> in a video game. It was so awesome. That's that's my favorite thing about those kind of games, mm. like the MMOs. It's just like the community that's yes. in them is fucking insane. Yeah, it's so good. It is. I talking about nerdy bullshit. Mm? I went to a card shop. I don't know if I talked about this, but I went to a card shop. Know. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, called mm. Get Some Games in the okay. North Strand area. Mm. I'm giving them a shout out because they're fucking incredible. Hey, uh, they they sell Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and like Vanguard Card Fight, whatever the fuck, okay. and like shitload of board games. And they have a library of board games that you can rent and play at the place for free. Oh, nice! And they're open like till midnight. Oh, so like it's perfect for le- nerds that are like night owls. Yeah. And I was there, and they just, like, so fucking nice, just welcomed me. And they were like, hi, how you doing? I'm going to talk to you about my business for 
like an hour. Yeah. So you feel welcomed and you feel like you want to play. And there's he's, people play magic upstairs. He's going to come to you and talk to you about the stuff that is in there. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we just had a discussion about people wanting to talk to you about things that aren't going on currently. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, would it have been some bullshit? Like, if he wanted to come to you and talk about his 401k or just any <laughs> random bullshit not pertaining to what you're doing right yeah, now? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? The fuck up. <laughs> that's, so, like, that's cool. Though. That's really cool. There's there's another one on um on Mount Holly Huntersville uh, yeah. called Spandex. I think I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. One, it's, yeah. it's a lot smaller, and their uh, their hours are nowhere near as good as like the midnight oh, type yeah. thing. But well, the the owners for this one have day jobs, so they go to oh. the day jobs, and then they open late at night so people can go play. Oh, nice! And people spend four hours, five hours in there like every every oh, day. Hell yeah! It's fucking insane. Nice. And I went there and I played magic and I played against a Japanese eight year old girl. You got your ass whooped. Huh? Uh, oh fuck yeah! yeah you I did. did. Yeah, you did. I like I got her down <laughs> to like where it was like evenly matched. Yeah. But then she was like, nope. Fuck you, and just fucking nailed me. Nice. And and it's just like, what the fuck? He's got a potty mouth <laughs> on that eight-year-old. <laughs> You're just trying to play a game of magic. She was like, no, but fuck you. And, and maybe, and maybe I'm projecting a little bit. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah, but it's super fun. Like, like nerd communities are yeah. some of the best communities out there that I know. I they all understand each other. Yeah. But I thought I knew what being like a nerd was, mm-hmm. and then I walked into that place and oh. I saw like actual like proper definition of nerd. proper nerd, yeah, like proper unwashed like <laughs> nerd, like unwashed, poor social skills yeah. kind of nerd. I, and I was like, sun. "Holy yeah. fuck, they exist!" Yeah, I, did, yeah. I, I thought they were a myth because no. I'm a nerd. I was like, "No, they can't be." Oh, real. they are super, super nerd. And it fucked me up for a little bit, but it was super fun, and I fucking love places like that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, other than that, I don't think I've seen anything super important. I saw um, Holland Drive. Yeah. For for this episode. What, what is that? Uh, David Lynch. I don't know. Small time director. Lynch? Okay. Yeah, I may have heard of him. All right. Nope. Uh, Eraserhead. Uh, uh, Blue Velvet. Blue. Maybe. Nope. Mm-mm. Which I called Blue Valentine like six episodes ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. All of that yeah. stuff sounds uh, very unfamiliar. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. What about you? Have you seen anything? Done anything? Yeah. I, I finished watching the night of. Oh, the, nice. You the, told me that wasn't good at all. It was not. <laughs> it was so not good. It was so not good. And, and it's like, I, I can't wait till we get like a larger fan base that's more, um, that can get a little more interactive because right. this is a, a pretty big show. It's on HBO. Right. And I know that a good amount of people have seen this show. And But is it big because it's on HBO? That is, that's why it's big. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but if it was on any other, other random network and it wouldn't have been as big as it was. Mm. You know, but um, the first two to three episodes are pretty good and the last five or just eh they're just there you know so i kind of wasted like five <laughs> hours of my life watching the remainder of that season and i'm upset i mean if, if anybody else could figure out what's going on with his feet and like how that circles into the actual story he? yeah he um he has an issue with his feet uh psoriasis or um oh. something you know where he can't wear socks or shoes or anything okay you know so he's going from like doctor to doctor to doctor to um like crazy herbalist person, you know, to try to fix it. And in the I'm, end, wait, hold, I'm really sorry. I've never, I haven't heard anything about the show. Yeah. I know nothing about, I, I, I literally <laughs> heard the name last week. Yeah. What the fuck is the show about? The, uh, the show is about a, uh, a guy named Nazir. He's, um, he, he looks to be a Muslim, but he's not, you know, you know, but I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the story right. that, that he looks like he's identified as a Muslim by random people, you know, because of the way that he looks, but his name is Nasir. His, uh, father drives a taxi cab that okay. he shares with two other people. And, um, Nasir decides to, uh, to go out to a party with his friends. His uh, father doesn't know about it. So he takes the taxi cab, his dad's taxi oh. and goes off on his own. 
uh, while he's sitting there in a taxi, a couple, a drunk couple get in the back of the taxi thinking that he can give them a ride. He's like, nope, clothes, not giving anybody a ride. Get the fuck out of my car. They're drunk. They're not having it. So the police come by. They're like, yo, they're giving you a problem. Like, yeah, I'm not driving anybody anywhere. Can you get them out of my fucking car? He was like, Mm -hmm. sure. Got them out. As soon as they get out, then a beautiful, like, young woman gets inside the car. He tells her the same thing until he adjusts the rearview mirror and sees what she looks like. Right. And then he was like, oh, no, never mind. Where do you want to go? <laughs> so um, I got a couple hours to kill. Yeah, yeah. So then the remainder of that first episode is just, like, a lot of ominous things. You'll see a uh, a, a very weird-looking black guy mm-hmm. that's in a limousine uh, pumping his gas just staring at them. Is it a crime drama? It's a crime drama. Crime drama? E- okay. Eventually, the girl that he picks up, she goes and uh, makes him buy her a beer. They um, they go back to her apartment. She wants to play like a, a game to where like you put your hand down on the table and you have a knife oh, and yeah. then you have to hurry up and put it between it's each the, finger. The five finingered knife bunch, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. She wants, music. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to do that, so they do that, and then he actually stabs her in the middle of the hand. Oh, and like in dead center of the hand, and then she gets super turned on by that, and they eventually begin to have sex. Oh, okay. So they they have the sex, and then he wakes up in the kitchen. Uh, with a glass of water, and then he goes upstairs, and then he sees she's, like, brutally murdered, and yada, yada, yada. And so he runs out, and then, you know, out of panic, runs Mm -hmm. back, gets the knife, because he remembers that he stabbed her in the hand, and that it would be used as evidence against him. But then somebody sees him run out of the house the second time. So then the remainder of the season, that's episode one, which was Mm -hmm. great. Episode one, good. Yeah, Yeah. that sounds like a pretty good, good, like, Yep, episode one, it was. Um, So then the, um, so episode two through eight, well, through seven, they're tr- he goes to jail and yada, yada, yada. The court is going on and everything. Mm-hmm. It takes all the way until episode eight to where they finally just get into the history of the girl that was murdered. Who are, who are her parents? That should have been done in episode three. Episode one, two, or three. Yeah. Exactly. They just withheld all of that information from episode one through seven. Then episode eight, you dump all the pertinent information that would have helped us solve the I'm mystery saying. a lot easier. Yeah, that's weird. Because normally, yeah. like in crime dramas, you have the first episode. Where crime dramas where it's like continuous series yeah. of the same crime. Yeah. It's usually like you get the murder in the first episode, mm-hmm. you get the, the consequence of the consequence murder in the, the second episode, and yeah. then the third episode you start exposing information. Yes. And that continues until the end of the season. Yep. That's and what a good crime drama exactly. should do. And they just withheld all of the information to leave like a mystery behind. Did he do it? Did he not do it? Because if you have any of the information about the woman, yeah. then you'll already know that he this is a shit it. show. Exactly. Right. So, <laughs> that, Yeah, that's, that's just padding length by, <sighs> by lying to you. Yeah. Like that's what I like about um, The Fall. I don't know if you've seen that one. No, uh-uh. Broadchurch. Uh-uh. Uh, the fall is uh, Gillian Anderson. She played Scully in the X Files. Okay. All right. uh, fucking, I, I love that woman. Mm. Gillian Anderson is one of my favorite actresses. Uh, Wait, and she, before, where did this name Gillian, like Gillian Jacobs, Gillian Anderson? I didn't even know that was a name like three years ago, <laughs> and now everybody is named Gillian. Anyway, I'm sorry. Know, she's been alive since like the fucking seventies. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Take it up with her. <laughs> <laughs> right. go, ahead, go ahead the fall, go ahead, the fall. <laughs> it's a great show it's like it's a crime drama and it's following a serial killer yeah. um that um kills people and he leaves a very he kills people by suffocating them mm. uh i don't i think i'm mixing up two shows i'm mixing up marcella as well which i started watching okay. i didn't like <laughs> mm. um but the fall is serial killer and it's like a everyone it's a small town in england and there's, like, romance and sex and, like, shit that shouldn't be done and corrupt politicians mm-hmm. and corrupt po- cops. And the serial killer, uh, you know him. He's a family man. And you know who the serial killer is the entire show. Yeah. Um, but the way that the show handles it, it's, like, it's more of, like, not who did it, but, like, why, why, they, did it. why they did it. Yeah. And so that's a really good take on a fucking crime drama that people 
I like you that. know, get unexpected. Like, people don't watch The Fall, from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. Has two seasons on Netflix. It's fucking fantastic. Way better than the fucking Night Of, apparently. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it. And Broadchurch did the same thing. That was, that one was a whodunit. Yeah. And it was one of the best payoffs in, in any, like, I, I didn't finish season. Like. I didn't finish season one of uh, Broadchurch, but I recognize how good it was, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, it's so it's, good. It's, it looks like it. Yeah. Cinematography looked gorgeous. Hell and then yeah. they, they continued. Normally, from crime dramas, you would solve one crime and then another crime would happen yeah but for season two they kept up with the consequences of the mm-hmm. crime so you get to see the court trial and all the and resulting aftermath. drama from the murder yeah and the whole time it's just like oh fuck this is really good hell yeah <laughs> i like that yeah so like crime dramas are really tricky and yeah. pe- some people just don't can't make them they just can't be written as yeah. well i mean they put john Totoro in that one so i i gave it a shot you know but i'm like Didn't fuck this hell no uh, uh marcella i watched i watched two episodes of marcella mm-hmm. three Netflix and I didn't like it. Yep. Okay. We mentioned it. Didn't like it. It was. Mm. It's too boring. Mm. They try to make her seem complicated by giving her psychological issues, and mm. it's like it's just not working out. Yeah. Okay. It's not, mm. Mm. Is it um? Is it subtitled? Uh, closed caption. Is it in uh, Spanish or English? No, it's uh, Marcella. Marcella's English. It's in English. It's an English okay. show. Okay. She's Italian. Italian. Yeah. So okay. that's why Marcella comes from. Okay. But yeah, it's an it's a British show actually. British. Yep. Uh, which is that's fine. British have, have a lot of really cool crime dramas. Mm. Uh, Sherlock's one of my favorites. I, I haven't seen that. Sherlock. It's really good. You should try it. Okay. Fucking. I don't know. What did I see anything else? No, I didn't see any. I've been so fucking busy. Yeah. Just I started working in the cage. Mm. Like I'm gonna go on a little fucking rant right now. Oh God. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's gonna be like two minute rants. People, I fucking hate entitlement. Entitlement fucking pisses me off. Mm. You're not entitled to anything. Your work, you, you, you want something, you mm. go walk up to someone, mm. and they go like, hey, I need this thing. And the other person goes like, all right, I will help you get the thing yeah. that you need because you were not entitled to the thing. You just want the thing. Yes. That's how normal interaction works. Yeah. If, you, if, someone, if you want food, you don't go to Chipotle and say, I need a burrito mm. and you have to give it to me because I want a burrito. Don't have to do nothing. You go like, you tell the person, I want a burrito and here's some money for the fucking burrito. Yeah, I would like a burrito. And if you would give me that burrito, I'd be willing to give you money for it. Right. That would be awesome. That's a normal fucking interaction. Yeah. People that fucking just walk up to you and be like, yeah, I need this and I need that and I need that and I need it like five minutes ago. Mm. And I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not dealing with it. Yes. Just get the fuck out of my face. I'm, I'm with you that. Don't, you don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just get out. I'm not your god. That like people don't realize that people that are working for other people are also people. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So like, there's. I feel like there's a dissonance. Like, no, I deserve it because I'm it. me. Yeah. I deserve it. I'm me. It's my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. and you can't stop me from doing it. Yeah. Guess what? I'm the motherfucker behind the counter. I can totally just not do anything for you. Yeah. I can just not do that. <laughs> I, I feel. I feel that entitlement in everything in life, though. Not for myself, <laughs> yeah. but, I, but I'm like, I see it. I right, see yeah. it all the time. And that was, with my point, the traffic entitlement there. <laughs> entitlement. No, I totally agree with you now. Yeah. Now that I've been driving for like a couple months, I totally think that anyone that does that is an asshole and deserves to be punched in the nose. Oh, no, it's not even just that. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's not even just like cutting people off. Yeah. It's people in cars on the road in general. And it's the entitlement that, that I'm saying. All right. Yeah. Well, no, number one, number one, we established what the right on red means. And right. in the United States, if, if you're in the right lane, then you can make a right on that red. Right. But essentially, that red light is also telling you to yield right. to any other traffic that has a green light or maybe a yellow. Right. And I feel like that, um, like American drivers, they see the the right on red and think that means they have a green light and that they're entitled yeah. to make their turn we right now. Them. And exactly, they're, they, but you don't. You don't. You have to fucking yield 
to the fucking person that has a green light. All right, so like I've said, every time that I'm trying to make a U-turn, mm-hmm. then I then I, I have a green light, and then somebody has a right on red, and they feel like they can go ahead and make their right turn right there in the middle of my U-turn, right. and they want to blow the horn and looking at me like I'm crazy as hell because I'm trying to make a U-turn right there. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, my light is green. How about that? How about my fucking light is she green? Just point out the like the fucking light thing and just look them straight in the eye. Like you just, in, like, point at it. Yes, like you entitled bastard face bastard. Like what makes you think you can do that? All right, then the other thing is. There are multiple lanes on the interstate. Right. Multiple lanes on the interstate. And the, and the reason for that, you got your exit lane. You know what the exit lane is for? For people that want to exit. A fucking exit lane. Yeah. <laughs> then we, and then on the far right, and then on the far left, we have a passing lane. Right. The passing lane is for people that want to pass. Yes. And I, I feel like American drivers are... are mm. Just drivers. We're in America, so mm. like most of our experiences are with American pieces of shit. Yeah, drivers. American drivers, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, we have listeners that don't live here, and I mean, right. I don't know what they're, they're <laughs> doing, but... You know, but but here uh, we have we have uh, uh, the left lane is our passing lane, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, a lot of people think the left lane is the fast lane. So what they'll do, they'll go all the way over. They'll they'll get on the interstate and they'll get all the way over to the left lane as fast as they can, mm-hmm. and then say the speed limit is sixty, then they'll go five miles over the speed limit, right. sixty five miles an hour, and stay in that lane forever and then if someone is behind them they'll tell themselves hey i'm already going over the speed limit you don't need to go any faster so i'm not gonna move right you know but in reality you're an asshole in the passing lane you're not even in the right lane to be going 65 miles an hour you should be moving (laughs) over to the right lane the far left lane is only for for fucking passing you don't stay in the left lane you get in the left lane to pass the slow piece of shit and get right back over but then you're being the slow piece of shit in the passing lane and that just fucks everything if you're being the slow piece of shit, yeah, yeah, but it's like, but you, but at least people can get past you. At least right. people don't have to wait on assholes. They're just like, eh, you know, everybody, I, I'm entitled to go this fast. This is how fast, and I can make sure that no one else behind me goes any faster either. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I totally get it, man. It's Fucking like, entitlement just makes me want to like punch people. Like, what like, the hell? I, I know I'm an angry person. Like, mm-hmm. naturally, I get angry at stupid shit. Yeah. But, like, whenever I see someone that's entitled, mm-hmm. I just want to, I just want to, like, just stand there and not do anything for them. Yeah. Just like, oh, you think you deserve it? I'm just going to look you in the eye now mm-hmm. and just and just see what you can do about it. Yeah. Because you don't deserve it. Nope. You're, like, being a spoiled kill that's, at Christmas. That's what I love. <laughs> like, hardcore eye contact yeah. and being very chipper. Aggressively <laughs> chipper towards them. Like, I've, I've learned since our time hanging out, since we started in the podcast and we became friends. Yeah. Your mannerisms have rubbed off into me. I've mm. become like a lot more confident in oh, how yeah. I interact with people. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think this is one of those things. Because oh, yeah. normally I would just be like, oh, this is awkward. Like, I don't want to do that. No, huh? But now I'm just like, oh, this is awkward. You're in this with me. You're in this with me, too. And, I, and, and it's like, and you li- you lose if you break. If, if, you, if you let them change you into like the evil, yelling, cussing them out person, then you lost and they won. Right. You know, but uh-uh, you just stay there and never break. The more angry that you get, the happier you get. The bigger the smile goes on your face, it just looks like the Grinch, evil, sinister smile. My favorite fucking thing. Like, I love uh, doing that to people now. I think people that are assholes should be looked in the eye and then just mild that. Just yeah. like, fuck you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing anything to me. You don't deserve it. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> we are going to take a break and then we'll be back with Mulholland Drive. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Fuck people is what I'm trying to say, right? I'm fuck okay. all of you. Yes. But except the ones that are nice to me. But fuck mm. all of you. The rest of them? Yeah. Mm. Fuck everyone else. Right. You guys are cool. Because you listen to us. Love you. And welcome back. We are going to be talking about Mulholland Drive now. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. Actually, just 
Give the rundown. <laughs> uh, rundown. Um, after a car wreck on the winding Mulholland Drive renders a woman amnes- amnesiac, she and a perky Hollywood hopeful search for clues and answers across the Los Angeles in a twisting venture beyond dreams and reality. Director David Lynch, writer David Lynch, uh, stars Naomi Watts, Laura Herring, and Justin Thoreau, and Robert Foster. Uh, all of that summarizes in like two really quick words right. for me. What? No, 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 no. Go, yeah, yeah. Oh, all of that summarizes in three really quick words for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah. a movie for me? Exactly. Just kind of like, <laughs> like it was a great movie and I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. No fucking idea half the time what was happening. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, I watched it again today. <laughs> And I was like, this is going to be the callback episode to where any listener can go back and then three years later, Mm -hmm. they can pull this episode back up and be like, hey, you're full of shit. (laughs) 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 Because if I try to pretend like I know anything that's like definitively what this movie is about, then it's like, no, I'm full of shit. It's like, I can get. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll tell you what we've seen in the movie, what our thoughts and opinions (laughs) were about it, but this. We didn't know dick. We didn't know (laughs) dick about this movie. We didn't know what the fuck happened, what it meant, why the blue box was there, why why I had a black hole. Why she was suddenly a junkie? Oh, it's fucking weird. Yes. I think I have an idea. Yeah, let's of go. What um, is happening? Okay. And this is, in my opinion, as well, combined with multiple film critics mm-hmm. that gave their opinions on the movie as well. Mm-hmm. I actually researched a little bit. Yep. So what happened was is Diane, mm-hmm. which is Betty, mm-hmm. the woman that we meet in the movie, the main character Betty, yep. and Rita, the amnesiac woman, uh, are not really Betty and Rita. Mm-hmm. Um, so. What happened was this Betty is Diane that came down from Toronto, mm. uh, which all get, we all get the exposition at the last scene of the movie. Yeah. Uh, she came down from Canada uh, to be a Hollywood film star. So you said Betty and Diane are the same person? Yes. Diane, the one that that uh, Bet- Betty and Carmelo, or the, the, the brunette, mm-hmm. went and seen dead? Yes. Oh. This, they're the same person, and this is what happened. And, and there's a lot of weird bullshit visual imagery so, that so, points to that so at the, at the very beginning mm-hmm. um betty or diane um they, they show winning like a dance contest right you know and then from there they show her she's flying in and the old couple meets meets her right and then kind of wish her well to become a hollywood star right but so betty diane same person same person right okay and, right. and this is what happened uh this is what i think happened betty and diane are the same person so diane Mm-hmm. Who's now Betty? Yeah. Game came arrived from Canada, and into Hollywood and tried to make it as a Hollywood actress. Yeah. But Hollywood is a pretty tough business, yep. and she didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just her life failed. Uh, she met Camilla, fell in love, and she had a relationship with Camilla, but she oh. couldn't make it as a Hollywood actress while Camilla was making it through the the same business. Mm-hmm. And so this kind of fucked her up and she was Got she, into drugs. And her. these are the fantasies in her head. The audition that she did that she did so extremely well. That wasn't real. Uh or was it? I don't know, but I, I mean, genuinely think that it all everything that's relating to the film industry where she succeeds yeah. and she finds herself in a room full of successful people yeah. is is her own fantasy yeah. trying to justify yep. why she came down to Canada, but in reality she's hopped up in drugs yeah. and she's not good at their acting job and the only thing she has going for her is Camilla. Yeah. So Diane, and this is interesting because Diane, uh, as Betty in the beginning of the movie, they mm-hmm. go to a diner. Mm-hmm. Camilla and Diane and Betty go to a diner and mm-hmm. they see a waitress's name yeah. um, who says Diane. Mm. Uh, but in the end of the movie, she goes to the same diner to hire the, the, the hitman yeah. and the waitress's name says Betty. Yeah. 
So what I think is happening is that she's a waitress working in this diner mm. in Hollywood because she's a failed actress yeah. who's hopped up on drugs. And she created this new fantasy around uh, Betty, who's just a name tag on a waitress's name, who met uh, this amnesiac woman named Rita that they fell in love and whatever. Mm. But in reality, it's just a way to sort of excuse what's happening to her mm. and justify her her drug addiction, her yeah. trip to Canada, yeah. her relationship with Camilla, why she wanted to kill Camilla. And all that kind of stuff. So I think that it's just a broken psyche. I think the movie's just a broken psyche. And it has I mean, to be, it's reflective of that. I'll run down from the beginning. Um, so the movie starts with a few parallel stories. And one, a gorgeous woman is in the back of a limo. So that's going to be Carmilla. I guess, what is the, at the beginning is Carmilla. Yeah, Rita. The, br- Rita, Rita. That's easy. Rita. Rita. Yeah. yeah I'll, just, I'll just been calling her blonde or brunette yeah. as I, oh, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I need to say this now. Yeah. At the minute, the minute and 39, well, the one hour and 39 minutes. There's a pretty good sex scene. There's an awesome sex scene. Yeah, and good. there's another one at the two-hour mark. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty I, fucking good. Had to wank it out. Had to go ahead and wank it out. Right there. Right there. And it's changed the way that I'm thinking about pornography now. <laughs> Completely unrelated. I'm going to digress for just a moment. But keep with me here. All right. So when you put when you put in your porn, well, for me personally, I put in the porn and I'm like, all right, get to it. Like, why isn't the dick in already? The dick should already be in. You know, as soon as I put the porn just in. out in. Just in. Flip it out. Yep, immediately. In. Bow. You know, because I, I want I want to get to the screaming and the, the, the coming and, and, and all of that. You know, so... I was watching Mulan, uh, <laughs> Mulan Drive, and you know it's, it's very slow paced, and you don't really know what's going on. Yeah. But at least you can get invested in particular characters. Right. And in my mind, it was uh, Rita and Betty that mm-hmm. I was invested in. But I didn't think anything about any possible lesbian anything. Yeah, no, you know, I didn't think that like shit either. Zero percent. Come like, me, come me off guard. Not in my mind at all. So by the time I'm getting invested in their characters, and then when they they come together in the uh, in the bedroom. And uh, Rita removes her um, robe, her robe nightgown, and you just see the. <laughs> it's like right, right on, you know, yeah. right there. And she gets in the bed. I'm like, holy shit, this might go down. <laughs> this might go down, you know. So it was like it, it, it was just like a, a psyche. Something in my brain was like was different. It was like that was more like sexually arousing. The mm-hmm. thought of something that had built up for that long without me knowing it had yeah, built right. up, you know. Anyway, it was a payoff that you didn't know you wanted. That I even didn't even know um, I wanted. But yeah. what the funny thing is that I had the exact same thought process. Did you wink it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Because uh, it caught me, it caught me off guard too. I was like, "Oh, that like every Absolutely. shot between." <laughs> Absolutely, I'm not did. even gonna lie about it. <laughs> Absolutely. <It's> just... <laughs> I mean, if you're judging us, then go watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You'll see, you'll see exactly what we're talking about. There's even there's even one scene where Betty is like masturbating after breaking oh, up. Oh, the with very Rita. end. Yeah. Oh my god. She's like masturbating after breaking up with the woman of her dreams, and I'm just like, that is really sad. But she, I can't blame her. She fury whacked that shit out. Like you just hear her pounding it down there. Like she is getting it. She's getting it. And thank you, David Lynch, for allowing us to discuss this movie like this. Like for making a movie like this. Because, I mean, you know. It's such, a, it's such a weird. Here's my, before you continue with the rundown, mm-hmm. my description of this movie, to anyone that wants me to describe it without telling them plot, yeah. it would be a weirdly hypnotic, hypnotic, erotic, erotic, kind of sexy mm-hmm. exploration of psyche. Dream-like, too. For yeah, me, and definitely. dream. It definitely felt like a dream. It yeah. felt like a really bad dream. Yeah. That was really enchanting kind of it was it was a weird sentiment to watch this movie because the whole time i was going like that doesn't feel right but yeah. i kind of like it <laughs> did, you, did you have a favorite scene besides the uh the sex scene that we just talked about <laughs> uh 
I did. It was the it was the very beginning of the movie. Mm. The intercutting that happens in the very beginning of the movie when their car crashes into Rita. Okay. Yep. So it's like it's like silent in the car and they're like ah silent in the car ah yeah. like that should happen until the collision happens. I yeah. was like oh fuck what I'm totally into this thing. Yeah. Immediately hooked me in with that. Uh, the symbolism in the movie is, is so I don't really have a favorite scene in the movie apart from that example of editing mm. because the movie is so hypnotic and trance like mm. that it just kind of feels like one long scene There's, the one that stands out for me the most is um, Justin Theroux I love mm-hmm. Justin Theroux, love he, Justin he, Theroux. he's in a, uh, a show called The Leftovers they're yeah. canceling it this season in oh. season 3 so hurry up and watch this show it's good <laughs> as hell The Leftovers HBO coming back but um, but Justin Theroux he, um, he, he's in a scene he's a director in, mm-hmm. this, uh, in this movie and uh, he's at the table and with I guess four other people two of them across the room and two other mm-hmm. people inside the room and they're they're all talking about having um, I guess is it Betty that they want inside the movie no they wanted Camilla they Rose, want Camilla okay which is Rita yeah they want Rita and mm-hmm. who does who does he want he wants the blonde he he doesn't want Rita no he just doesn't want Rita right is what yeah. it is okay. he does he just wants to make his movie his way yeah and they was like well it's not your yeah. fucking movie anymore right but, but before that they um it's a big ordeal about coffee you know, <laughs> the espresso, the, the fucking espresso, <laughs> and then the espresso finally gets there, and the guy takes a sip of it, and then lets his lets all of the espresso drip out he of his take mouth. A sip. He like swallowed the goddamn cup, and then just went, yeah, yeah, you know, just like <laughs> d- didn't like vomit it out, but just like open his mouth and let all the contents of his mouth just drip onto the table. This is the weirdest <laughs> fucking scene. As if this is like the most disgusting. Like, why did you just do this to me? Give me this cup of bullshit, you know? <laughs> Liquid shit yeah. in my cup. That, that was my favorite scene, just because it made no sense. Like to be that. Indignant. So, so they're um, they're driving around Mulholland Drive on, in Los Angeles. Uh, the driver stops unexpectedly and points a pistol at her, but before he can fire, the limo is rammed by uh, one pair of drag drag racers. That's what you're talking about. That scene, yeah, that, yeah, the, yeah. the supercut to where the drag racers are coming over there and smashing into their car. Uh, the voluptuous woman gets out in a daze and stumbles down the hill into the Hollywood Hills. Oh, voluptuous! Hell yeah. Like so I mean, it's accurate. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's it pretty is. accurate. She's <laughs> anybody was at the house said she was. Um, in Hollywood, it ends up sleeping in an apartment whose owner is away on vacation. Yeah. yeah. So, so after the the car accident, she goes. So, does she just go to a random house? She just walks up to a random house. Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. Um, because she is she's a niece, so she yeah. just figures like, well, this is a house. Yeah. I guess I'm gonna li- sleep here now. And we're we're supposed to assume that the the car uh, accident caused the amnesia. I'd yes. Assume. Okay. Yeah. Um. But here's the interesting thing about symbolism and why I think this all represents a broken psyche. Mm. Um, uh, Rita has a wound, has a head wound yeah. on the left temple. Yep. Um, when Betty kills herself, she shoots herself on the left temple. Mm. Um, and so a lot of symbolism between the two. Yeah. So head wound on the left temple, Rita kills herself on the left temple. Mm. Um, what the fuck else was it? And it just kind of like everything that happens to Rita happened to, to Betty in a weird sort of mismatched way. Hold up. At the beginning of the movie, there's a um there's a there's two men in the diner mm-hmm. and one of the one of the guys like I had a dream about this place mm-hmm. and then he's telling them about the um the dead like zombie woman right, or whatever. The face that pops up at the middle of the after they go into the hallway to see it. Yeah, they they yeah. go out, they go outside and uh, and around the the diner and then she comes out just looking terrible like dead zombie looking woman. Right. Is that supposed to be the the waitress that's working there that we see later on and with the the nameplate changed? 
I really don't you know? know. Because if that's her, the um, Betty that that comes down to uh, to Los Angeles, and the reality, the reality uh, parallel mm-hmm. is uh, she's she's a waitress. She's strung out on drugs and she dies. Right. So I mean, is in reality is this man like? He had a dream about this dead waitress. I guess I don't. Like, I don't, you know, I don't think weird. so. I think what's happened. I think that was just like a, like a the prologue of a movie, mm. just kind of showing you the tone of the movie and how weird it was, mm. um, because it didn't really tie up to anything other than that uh, the ending of the movie. They show yeah. the the same face. Yeah, uh, and there's a bag, and the old people come out of the bag. Yes, it's, it's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, it tied to something, but it's like this. I don't know. I don't know, bro. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. No, but what I think, like what I think, the real movie is is mm. there's two. I think the, there's two movies that are being parallel cut mm. in, in this thing. In this Maybe more, actually. Film, yeah. <laughs> um, but two main movies. Let's go with that. Two main movies that are being parallel cut, and mm. it's Betty's reality mm. and Betty's fantasy. Okay. Right? So Betty's reality is the what happens objectively. She goes to Canada, won the Jitterbug context, mm. goes to L.A., tries to become a business, becomes a waitress. Yep. She realizes that she fell. She falls in love. Her girlfriend left her. She goes up on drugs, whatever, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. So that's what the action movie. But then what I think the dream movie is happening is the idealized notion of all of that. Mm. And that she's exploring that through pretending to be Betty, mm. which is a waitress at the diner. So it's like a waitress, small town girl oh, going God. through the Vegas. This is getting thing. very convoluted. It's, it's insane. <laughs> it's fucking insane. Very um, convoluted. So what I think is happening is that there's two layers to that. It's like the actual reality, which is when she kills himself mm. because of feeling guilt for killing uh, Carmilla, which is Rita. Uh, after she decided to marry the the fucking director mm, Justin played by Theroux. Justin Thoreau, mm, um, which the situations are so unreal mm. and so personally attacking yeah. that I'm having trouble. How do you say it? Uh, saying that that engagement dinner actually happened. Yeah, and I think that's just like she wanted to personify the attack and make it crueler so that she wouldn't feel enough guilt. Yeah, about killing Rita or Carmilla. So that's what I think happened there. I think mm. that dinner didn't actually happen. It was her putting it in her head mm. and spinning it so that she felt no remorse about hiring the hitman to kill Carmilla. Yeah. Uh, but then uh, what happened is that she hires a hitman and the blue key, which is the hitman says, I'll leave it where I told you mm. when the deed is done. She finds the blue key, the blue key mm. uh, and then that's when the freakout happens. She has a fucking mental breakdown yeah. and the old people come out of... <laughs> Come on, what the fuck am I saying? Come oh, so out it's of a very bag. Convoluted. It's a very <laughs> complex and convoluted story. It is. The, the old people come out of a bag and they mm. go to her and they're like demons that are trying to get her. And yeah. she pulls out a gun and she fucking kills himself in the middle of the of the scene. Yeah. And everything's just gone quiet. Mm. Uh, I think that the old people represent um, her parents mm. in a way. And sort of like how her life turned out to be a huge disappointment after leaving Canada. Mm. And that she feels so much guilt after killing Rita and realizing that her life meant nothing and that she was a disappointment that she just fucking kills herself. That's possible. That's what I think happened. Now, whatever what every shot means and yeah. what every scene means, I, fuck if I know. There was but. a, um, well, what I, another scene I really liked was, um, and it's comparable to some of David Lynch's work uh, on uh, Twin Peaks. He had a television show called Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. It's on uh, Netflix now. And he, he had a, uh, a dwarf dancing around on a curtain stage, you know, just like slowly dancing around in front of a curtain stage. And um, the scene where um, where Rita and Diane or Betty, they mm-hmm. get out of bed and Rita was like, no, come with me now. She's like, it's two o'clock in the morning. Like, right. You know, and she just keeps repeating silencio and, you know, and there's no, there is no silencio, band, there's, there's no, no band, or there's yeah. no orchestra, you know, and they, they finally get there. And then it's just like the weirdest type of avant-garde stage show yeah. yeah that was one of my favorite scenes actually yeah. oh yeah the, the stage show was really it was really fun yeah 
Um, but fucked if I know what it means. And I couldn't I couldn't tell what was um the the subtitle stopped for me on the uh, the singing. Like mm-hmm. as soon as he left, then a, a lady came back and she started singing something. It, it, she it, was it, called the Weeping Girl of whatever the fuck I forgot. She was called the Weeping Singer or something. Like that. I couldn't tell if like she was singing like a requiem for like someone's death or mourning someone's loss or what you know because I couldn't get the words. It was just right. the tone and the feeling of it, but it was very sad and. You want me like, to be honest with you? Yeah, I know Spanish. I don't know what the fuck she was saying. Holy shit! <laughs> like, like she, <laughs> I knew what the words that she was saying were but yeah. I, I didn't quite get the meaning of them yeah it was just weird she was i think she was crying about someone's death okay yeah, yeah. i think that's what's happening yeah and then she dies at the end mm-hmm. which betty diane diane <laughs> what the fuck yeah uh keeps crying about uh sort of rita's death and yeah. then dies yeah uh, at the end of the movie yeah. so it might have just been some advertising for that scene in the movie mm-hmm. um but it did feel very emotionally intense and kind of like draining in a way it's such a weird avant-garde show and mm-hmm. we have characters coming back the director's friend yeah with the white mustache uh was in the show the yeah. cowboy somehow the cowboy it? like I thought that was all a dream, like the dr- a dream yeah. world type thing with the cowboy. The cowboy tells Justin Theroux Adam, the director in the movie, if you do what you're told, you'll see me one more time. Mm-hmm. If you don't do what you're told, you'll see me two more times. And we see him one more time in the movie, yeah. and that's at the dinner party. He yeah. just, he's just leaving. He just leaves. He's like, oh, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Because um, when Justin Theroux Adam's character, the director, he goes back, and they're having like auditions, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he finally accepts the girl that they want him to have. Right. right? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, she's Which, the girl. It's supposed to be Carmilla Rhodes, yeah. but we all know it's not actually. It's Carmilla not actually Rhodes. her. Mm-mm. But then in the fucking, then in the fucking, uh, when we're looking back at Betty's actual timeline, what happened? Yeah. She shows to the studio, and Carmilla's the fucking actress. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. So, it really is a dream world where Betty's dream is saying like, "That's not Carmilla. Yeah. This other person is Carmilla. Mm-hmm. This is Rita, because yeah. I wanted to be Rita, because mm-hmm. I wanted to love me and not that kind." Yeah. I think so. Uh, <laughs> that was an awesome scene too. The uh, the car scene where um, the director is trying to show the actor how to uh, to interact with the actress inside mm-hmm. the car, and as the uh, the blonde Rita Diane is um, just standing there watching that interaction, that was that was awesome. Like the like, performances in this movie were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, every because it's all very subtle emotional stuff. Yeah. There's no real screaming. There's no real mm-hmm. like ah I hate you. You slept with my brother. No. Kind of thing. Um, and everything was kind of like nice and pace and slow. But oh no no, that, we, had, we had one. We had one. We had one. Where um, Justin Thoreau, he um, he goes into the, his house and then he sees that his wife is getting plowed by um, some like Billy bigger Ray guy. Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, that's Billy Ray Cyrus. That's actually Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, what? I looked it up on IMDb. No way. I was like, there's no way that's fucking Billy Ray Cyrus. I don't think he's that him. big. That guy was a big guy. He it, it was 2001. Wow. I mean, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, like, I, mean, I looked it up. Yeah, it was Billy yeah. Ray fucking Cyrus, I mean, and I laughed so hard when I saw. Holy him. shit! It's like you can't treat your wife like that. I don't care what she well, did. <laughs> so just fucking weird. Yeah. So so he he gets home and his wife is getting plowed by Billy Ray Cyrus. So then he he goes and calmly gets a um, a bright fluorescently neon color of pink paint. And opens the, the bucket of paint up and dumps it inside of all of her nice jewelry. But he does it so calm no, and so collected. Calmly. Very calmly. Like, he enters the room and he's just like, oh, they're banging. Mm-hmm. I know what to do. Yep. Picks up the, like, no hesitation. Yeah. Picks up the jewelry, walks over to the garage, fucking opens the paint, and he just pours the paint. Yeah. And then shit goes wrong when people she realize what's happening. She flips the fuck out. But, like, 
That was I. That's the funniest scene in the movie. For yeah. me. Well, just the way he handled it. One more, like, well, it, I guess it's kind of a continuation of that mm-hmm. scene in a way. But um, then a bigger guy comes <laughs> the next time, like a guy that's like two, three times the size of Billy Ray Cyrus. He comes in, and the the lady, his um, Justin Throw's wife, is just mm-hmm. pissed off. You get the fuck out of this house! Yada yada yada. She jumps on his back and just start like pounding him, and he's completely calm. Just he doesn't he, give he a shit. no, he doesn't even give it. She's just like a gnat, and he's not even like brushing her away. He doesn't care anything about her. He's continuing to do his job inside the house and calling the name of the person that he's looking for so then Billy Ray Cyrus comes out of the room and sees the girl on his back just like pounding away so that he's like ready to confront him and the guy just calmly punches him in the face knocks the guy out and the woman is still upset about it and I love the way that this was cut because all they showed was like you know you, have you seen the recent author memes to where they just show a, a <laughs> <The> fist <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what this, this cut was they just showed his fist balling up and you never actually see his hand make contact with her face you know but he knocks her the fuck out too. But there's a great cut, like, because they show the fist mm-hmm. and then they cut yep. after the punch already hit. Already happened, yeah. And the lady just falls <laughs> flat in the back. And that was fucking hilarious. Yes. I mean, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it has, like, some, like, comical gems that, like, some laugh out, actual laugh out loud stuff, but, like, it's <laughs> mostly, like, has a monotone type of theme. And that's that's it. That's the thing about David Lynch, because mm-hmm. I've seen Blue, Blue, Blue Velvet. Velvet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Tonally, yeah. similar movies. Very much. Something happens. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of like fucked up shit yeah. that happens, and it ruins the normal life of a person. Mm-hmm. And then, but you see it, everything delivered in sort of like a trance-like, dream-like, hypnotic state, yeah. where things just kind of happen. And you as an audience, you're just going like, oh, fuck, that happened. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that happened. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that happened. And then at the end, you go like, oh, shit, that's why that happened. That's why this happened. That's why this happened. And I saw it delivered to you very weird and symbolically, and you didn't really know what the fuck is happening the it's whole like, way. He, he does a very good job at um, like depicting a perfect world and its underworld. You right, know, yeah. like having the parallel <laughs> of a hyperbolic perfect world and then the underworld that just lives right beside it. And I mean, that's what, what everyday life is. That's what real life is. I mean, you can you can go out and believe that this is like the most perfect, there's no problems and yada, yada, yada. Or you can wake up and be an ultimate pessimist and just everything is terrible. Everything you know? And he shows you both sides of it and it's, it's, it's so nice. He's, he's so fucking good at doing that. Yeah. And, 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 and now that you say that, like the perfect representation, like a representation of a perfect world and then yeah. everything that's wrong with it. Yeah. Um, he, I think he mixes dystopia and utopia. Mm-hmm. Like, well, now that you mentioned, that's literally what he does. It's yeah. like, this is a dystopic utopia. Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself. That's yes. it. Get Hell it yeah. or not. Or don't get it. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm still making it. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. And that, that's what I appreciate about David Lynch. It's like, he's so weird and people regard him as a sort of like a, a master at his craft. Definitely. And it's because he doesn't give a shit about what you think about the movie. He makes the movie that he wants to make. Yeah. And if you don't like it, well, eh, fuck yourself. <laughs> real, real quick, and this is yeah. on a side note. There's a um, there's a professor that I have, a teacher at the school, mm-hmm. and I really like this teacher. And we're not going to say the name even after you identify who I'm talking about. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really like this person a lot. But every time that he says a word that has more than two syllables, he mm-hmm. condescends to everyone. Do you guys, do you guys know what a dis- dysutopian society is? You guys know what utopia is? I like that we had the conversation, and it wasn't a condescending to the listeners or right, yeah. me as a co-host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I just thought about that every time that the, the professor would say a word that isn't just generally in the American, you know, psyche, the then he has to the explain game. what these words are. I'm like, yeah, we know more words than like text message words. Like, yeah, all we right. know more words than fuck. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, That's fucking funny. 
Um, but yeah, I think David Lynch does that really well. That yeah. sort of dystopian yeah. utopia. Yeah. And it's it's weird. It's weird. It makes me so uncomfortable to watch his movies. Yeah. But in like the best way possible. Yeah. Because it's like I don't want to watch it, mm. but I feel like I have to watch it once I start the movie. It's very engaging. It's weird. It's, it's super a weird engaging. feeling, and like it's just it, it it felt like I was put under hypnosis when I started one of his movies. It's, it's a thing because... Especially I this one. This one was fucking... This weird. was one of the more strange, odd movies that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Ever, 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 ever. I mean, because, I mean I've mean, i seen a number of David Lynch things, mm -hmm. but this right here, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, the, the reviews and everything that I see about it, they say it's, it's inspired. It's his masterpiece. It's, they, I mean, they, they really talk this thing up, and I want to say the same things too, but I just don't fucking get it right now. <laughs> no, know? here's the here's the thing. Yeah. I, I'm against calling it a modern masterpiece uh, because I don't think I don't mm. think that that's making it justice to the movie. Okay. Not because the movie is better than a modern masterpiece, but okay. I think because saying it's a modern masterpiece mm. simplifies it okay. into it, it. It puts a certain sense of expectation on the viewer mm. that kind of fucks up the movie experience. You just did that with Bruges last week, now. What the modern masterpiece? I did. I called it a modern masterpiece, right. <laughs> but it's it's different. It's a different tone for movie. Okay. In Bruce, it's pretty straightforward with what it's trying it to say. It definitely is. It definitely so is. So like you can call it a modern masterpiece mm. and say that's accurate mm. uh, because you get exactly what you expect out of it. Okay. Right. But David Lynch, this movie with David Lynch is so sort of symbolic. I don't think you can have any expectations going into that. Into David right. Lynch. Exactly. Yeah, you and modern calling it a modern masterpiece, mm. which it is. I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna say that it is a modern masterpiece. Mm. But calling it that does a disservice to all the symbolism and imagery and imagery that you would expect mm. out of the movie. Because the moment you hear modern masterpiece, you're waiting. You're either hoping for cinematography like The Godfather. You're hoping for mm. dialogue like one of the like Pulp Fiction. Mm. You're waiting for like Martin McDonough writing or some shit. You you have to you start putting associations to the. Movie. I think that's a person to person thing though. I think so too. Yeah, but that's my opinion. Yeah, because yeah. like Jonathan, Jonathan holds the same opinion as you. Because mm -hmm. y'all were saying when something is hyped up and when someone says something is so good, mm -hmm. then I guess you kind of expect it, and then you go in there and when you don't get that, you, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it kind of yeah. fucks it up. Okay. And like that didn't happen to me with with uh, Mulholland Drive because I didn't know anything about it okay, until yeah. after I watched a movie. Yeah. Um, which I think is the best way to watch a movie. Mm. So if you're listening to this episode, we should have told you like at the beginning, but everybody, go watch the movie. <laughs> no, like I said, it's, everybody's different. Everybody is different. <laughs> um, but like for me, calling it a modern masterpiece does mm. a small disservice to the, the complexity of the movie okay. because it simplifies it a little too much. Mm. Um, and you can get away with that from other movies. Like in Bruce, you can get away with it because mm. it's, it's straightforward and simple, mm. even though what it's saying is complex. Mm. But you have to extract the meaning from the simplicity of, of in Bruce, mm. right? But in, in David Lynch, you have to sort of simplify the complexness. Mm. And it's the opposite view and experience for me. Uh, so that's why I wouldn't call it a modern masterpiece, but it really is a modern masterpiece. I mean, it's done so well. we got to change the topic. The tone is so <laughs> fucking... It's so good. It's so good. So good. I'm sorry. Yes. That was a long diatribe from me. It was like, I'm sure they don't care whether mm. we call it a masterpiece or not. Mm. Like, mm. they really don't give two You're shits. Free to shut me up, it's it's, a, it's okay. a good movie, and like, they should definitely <laughs> be going to see it. Like, schematics. It's a masterpiece. Mm. No, it's not. You shouldn't be called. Like, no, what the fuck? Mm. It's a good movie. Like, I just, listen, I just want to say that fucking go watch it with yes. no expectations. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Oh, yeah. Fuck. And there's, um, real quick, there's a new mm -hmm. scene, hour and 39 minutes. Like, if you're a, a perv like me, then I feel like you're getting everything that you need out of this fucking movie. Everything that you possibly need. You get a blonde and you get a brunette. You get both. You get a blonde and a brunette. You get both. And, and, and a lesbian sex scene. And, like, and these women are, like, top of their game hot. 
Oh yeah, they're top they're, of the game. Gorgeous. Hot. They're gorgeous people. Mm. Uh, I I'll wink one out right now. Thinking about it, I wink one out right now. I swear, I'll I will. clean it up. <laughs> 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 they're stitches in the bathroom. Just go in there. <laughs> How does does is that yeah. is that like too weird to talk about right there though? Like no. masturbation? No, not really. All right, I got a question. Okay. <laughs> Tissues. Tissues, right. Tissues. Tissues seem like they, they break apart like pretty easily. Right. So it's like, how are you like, how can you clean up cum with tissue? To- I, I use toilet paper. Toilet paper seemed like it would be a little more sturdy. That's a, that's a better choice, yeah. Like I, I use paper towels. Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah tissues. Yeah. I, I just say tissues. Yeah. I don't, I've never used tissues. That's, that's the same, but that's the thing. Though. I always hear tissue. Yeah. Like, here's a box of tissue, lotion and tissue. I'm like, tissue? What the fuck am I going to clean up? Come with tissue. Triple layered? Yeah, like. You got a triple layered you have You have to use, like, at least, like, five layers of tissue. And what if you, like, got some, like, you know what? All right, I'm good. So, <laughs> so Mulholland Drive. <laughs> written by. <laughs> <laughs> It just seemed like a weird uh, thing always uh, hearing in pop culture. I didn't, I didn't even need to like finish that conversation to know nope. where it was going. Nope. <laughs> Mahalan Drive. Mahalan Drive, written and directed by David Lynch. Please, 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 please check that it. guy out. He's Quick awesome. question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Do you agree with the fact that it was a, sort of like a dream life and a real life mm-hmm. being happening at the same time or do you have some sort of different opinion of it I, I believe there was a parallel but i don't know if it was a death or a dream type parallel okay you know like it could have been uh betty or diane's uh crossing over into the afterlife the entire movie you know just those right. thoughts and just having both sides of it one, or one could be her life that could have been and one could be her life that actually was right you know i mean i, I believe that there is a definite parallel with the story mm-hmm. and then some side stories too with the, with everything else is going on but i'm just not sure if it's dream or death or what it what it is, what is. Yeah. yeah i think the best way to like finish talking about this movie is going like we don't know what the fuck happened nope because it's definitely a movie that because david lynch has a tendency to make it up as he goes yeah uh which is a great, I mean, it's great artistic endeavor. He's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, I fucking love David Lynch. Yeah. But sometimes we don't need to get bogged down in the analysis of the movie. Mm-hmm. Just see what you see in the movie. Yeah. And then enjoy it for that. Yeah. Uh, and just enjoy the movie for what you think it is rather than what everyone else thinks it is. Yep. Because that's really what I think is the best experience for this movie. You know, 100% agree. Mm-hmm. 100% agree. I mean, with this movie, shut your brain off and just experience it. Right. Just yeah. let it happen. Whatever it is, just let it fucking happen. Such yeah. a good movie. Yeah. So good. David Lynch is probably, like, I wouldn't say he's a favorite director, but he's a director that I admire Top five so much. Because, me. I mean, five. the technicality of his of his work is insane. Yeah. Um, Top anyway. Three. Top three. <laughs> uh, Woody Allen, Cohen Brothers, David Lynch. David yeah, Lynch. top three. He's in my top three. I don't think... Well, what would my top three directors be? Your top... Oh, I, I, I can do it for you. I can do it. Let me do it. Let me do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right. All right um, um, Edgar Wright. Edgar... That's um, it. Ah, yeah. uh, Shit. What's what's the guy? What's the guy that did um, in Bruges? Uh, Martin McDonough. Martin McDonough. Yeah, that and, actually um, makes sense. One more for the win. Uh, <laughs> shit, I guess I'll put Tarantino in there for three. Like I don't know. I I don't I wouldn't even consider Tarantino for director anymore. anymore. No, I think he dropped down. He dropped Ooh. down the scale. Yeah. Yikes. I know that I from episode one to thirty fucking three. I mean. That was a huge change in what I considered directing. Yeah. Like good directing. He's still in my top. He's still number five for me. Uh, he was oh, just, he's he, one of my top ones, yeah. but he's definitely not top three anymore. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 
I wouldn't. I don't know. But top two, you definitely nailed them. Nice. They're and funny thing, they're both British. Fucking nice. British humor. You yes. nailed the fucking British accent last week. I went back and Am listened I? to the podcast. Hell yeah, that was, was spot, spot on. No, fuck. I don't know. I could do that. Yeah, you, did. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did. I dug it. Anyway, guys, uh, absolutely love. Uh, what the fuck's Mulholland Drive? Yeah. Five name. Five movie names came up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mulholland Drive. Definitely go watch it. Enjoy it for what it is, and not for what you think it's trying to be. Yeah. And then just just watch. Just let it happen. Just let it. Just let it pour into your head. Yeah. And just enjoy it. Closing words. Nope. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's All that. Right. We'll be back with television and movie premieres, and uh, that's I don't know. Listen to the fucking music. Yeah, you always do. I'm going to bring it up. Right. Mark Marin, November. I'm getting my tickets tomorrow. Um, so do I. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so was I. I. I ended up telling my girlfriend, like, I don't want to go to this concert by myself. Like, I'm used to doing it, you know, but right. I will because I don't want to keep bugging you about it. I'm like, this is the third time. And if I have to say it again, then I'm just like an asshole. I got some so, I got some money in. So I'm like, that's, that's definitely what I'm going to I'm going to deposit in the bank oh, tonight yeah. and buy the ticket Hells tonight. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Fuck yeah. I'll be doing that tomorrow. I can't Mark Marin. I love Marin. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, so television and movie premieres. Oh, we're back. Oh, yeah, we are back. We are back, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> um, television and movie premieres, uh, starting with Wait, Tuesday. sorry, are those three pages of television and movie premieres? Two pages. Oh, Two pages, okay. yeah. Lots Fuck of, me. The TV is coming back. Really? The, the fall um, fall lineup is about to happen, so, I mean, we got some good, good, good TV that's about right, to happen. All right, let's fucking get to it. Uh, television and movie premieres Tuesday, September the 6th, a show that I've been waiting on for fucking ever, Atlanta. It's, it's a show created by Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. Oh, 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 oh. I'm excited for yes, that, too. I yes. fucking love Childish Gambino. Hell, yes. Childish Gambino. Um, this is the, uh, the rundown on it. Writer from 30 Rock, actor from the community, recorded recording artist Childish Gambino. Donald Glover creates and stars in this new FX series as a struggling loner who is draw, drawn into Atlanta's rap scene and his cousin's hip-hop career takes off. While this show is not without its laugh-out-loud moments... It, like many 30-minute cable series these days, is often more drama than comedy. So kind of like Louis. It, it, it definitely felt a bit of a tragedy by the, by the trailers. Mm. It definitely had the tone of being a bit surreal and tragic. Oh, yeah. 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 I fucking love Gambino's brand of surrealism. It is, uh, it is also a refreshing counterpoint to Empire with a small-scale, quiet, personal story about people struggling to make a living. Two new episodes air back-to-back September the 6th on Tuesday. Nice. Oh, yeah. Uh, we should have a viewing party for that. You want to do that? Yeah. I think I'm done for that. I'm with that. Yeah. Tuesday. I'll drive to your place to watch some fucking I'm all the way down with that. I mean, that's, that's the shit. Um, Childish Gambino is one of my favorite people. He's so well, good. He, I mean, of, of people, like I'm not a, um, like I don't get starstruck, mm-hmm. I guess. I can't think of like five people that I would freak out or, or that I just, just want to meet. Right. You know, like hardcore. But Childish Gambino, definitely. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah Charles Gambino's one of them. Lady Gaga's the other one for me. Those two. Lady oh, Gaga, yeah, Lady, Gambino. Lady Gaga. Mm. That would be cool. Yeah, I would. I would, mm. I would punch a toddler to have coffee I with Lady Gaga. I want your psycho. I want your revenge. <laughs> I want your everything, everything as long as, as it's I free. Can. I want your love. Love, love, love. love. I, I want, want your love. love. We can sing that whole song. <laughs> <laughs> Think I want you, <laughs> Lady Gaga. You know, we know what I was like. I, I finally broken out of the shell. Now as yeah. like an older person, like I love Lady Gaga's the the Fame Monster. You know, yeah, you, you, had, you had the Fame, but then you had the Monster. But um, she said it was supposed to come out as one album. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but anyway, um, I love, love, love that album. And at the time, like 2011, 2012-ish, mm-hmm. um, when, when the albums were coming out, I, I was going to karaoke all the time, 
all the time I was going to karaoke and I wanted to sing Bad Romance. Oh, that's and, a great time to karaoke. Y- yes, and like other Lady Gaga songs, but it was like I was secure enough in like my own masculinity to get up and sing a woman's song, right. especially a woman's song who's like so like vehemently holds the flag for gays. Right, yeah. You know, so it was just like, it felt like I was getting up and saying, hey, I'm gay. Like, it's cool. <laughs> you know, but it's <laughs> like, now it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, actually, you can think I'm gay. I'm fine with that. That's fucking <laughs> yeah. great. That's yeah. awesome. You know, so I mean, but, but anyway, that was a digression. <laughs> um, but that's a Tuesday, September the 6th, Atlanta. It's okay. a comedy on FX, 10 p.m. I love the way that you bring something up and then realize, oh, fuck, I think I've said a little too much. And then you immediately <laughs> go back into the other thing. <laughs> back on track <laughs> oh that's fucking great then uh the tele is a television series called from dusk till dawn oh i that's uh based on the tarantino the, the tarantino and um who robert, robert rodriguez, rodriguez? Yeah. yeah uh from dusk till dawn the television series is going to be a drama horror on the l ray network at 9 p.m huh hell yeah that should be interesting uh who's I'm, who's working on it? who's show running it, it? uh they didn't have the information without me having to search okay. in more depth so right. i'll look that up because i'm yeah. definitely intrigued uh, but yeah, that's from Dusk Till Dawn. Uh, it's a drama horror, El Ray, 9 p.m. on Tuesday, September the 6th. Cool. Uh, next thing is going to be A Season with Florida State Football, a sports documentary on Showtime at 10 p.m. The only reason that this will be noteworthy whatsoever, mm-hmm. they won the national championship two years ago okay. with, a, uh, with a guy who was um, charged with stealing crab legs from a grocery store. I don't know if that story circulated <laughs> enough. What happened was he was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Thank you for telling me what happened without me asking. Yep. yep. <laughs> he, he was a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback in the state of Florida. Yeah. And Florida State is like a very prestigious, good old boys type of school. Right. And when you're that good in that city, then you kind of own the city. Right. You know, in that, that kind of college town. So he went into a local grocery store and went to the, the, the back area and just took crab, crab legs like a big like handfuls like of crab legs and walked out of the, the grocery just store left. with it and just left. And and he, he felt very indignant about it. When they questioned him, he was like, nobody said anything to me while I was in there. Everybody seen me with the crab legs and walking out and not paying for it. Like everybody seen it. And my thought was, how many times has this guy done this or what? done anything like this to where he just owns everything? Like anything that's in that area, I just come take it and nobody is, says this anything. This is mine now. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> now this is mine. That thing that, no, mine. Mine. Yes. Yeah. Your life is bullshit. Mine. So, so, um, but it's yeah. like one of those seagulls in those Pixar animations. Mine? 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 <laughs> they did a, um, they did something like that in the uh, Finding Dory movie. Instead of the mine thing, it was like, um, like, get out of here, Gary. Get the fuck out of here, Gary. <laughs> something like that. Get out of here. Yeah, there was like a walrus or a seal that wanted to hang out with him. <laughs> and they just like kept dismissing him every time he would come around. Poor Gary. Yeah. Gary ended up winning at the end, though. So. Fuck yeah, Gary. <laughs> yeah. Get that ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a season with Florida State football, a sports documentary on Showtime at 10 p.m. Tuesday, September the 6th. Nice. Uh, the next is going to be Wednesday, September the 2nd. Gaycation. Gaycation. That's with a... Uh... <laughs> No, fuck. That's Ellen Page, right? Is that not Ellen Page? It didn't. It, thing? it didn't say. It's on Viceland. Is that Ellen Vice Page? Land, that, that's Ellen Page. Holy shit! Yeah. In the cup. Ellen Page. Uh, I, I watched the first two episodes of the series yeah. uh, last year. I think she went to Japan. Okay. And then went to Brazil. Mm. Uh, and she just explores gay life in mm. in those countries. Yeah. And like, what the traditions are, or like what the customs are according to gay life. 
I like to see it, that. It gets fucking heartbreaking sometimes. I like to see like how America is as opposed to other countries. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I know that there that uh, homosexuals are oppressed out even outside of America. Right. Yeah. You know. So I mean, I don't know if we're the worst about it. If there's mm-hmm. other countries that are all much worse than we're that. definitely we're definitely bad about it. Yeah. But we're definitely on the lower end of the scale. Like we're tolerant compared to some countries. Okay. Yeah. 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 Like I would I would I would love to see that. But uh, it, it it is fucking good. I ended up crying in the Japan episode because mm-hmm. uh, she ends up. Uh, in Japan, there's a custom where people like bring a friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hire people to go with them to come out to their parents. Yeah. And Ellen Page found herself in the middle of it, and it was just like emotionally oh, wow. draining. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really good episode. Uh, really yeah. good show in general. I mean, yeah. Ellen Page is just great at, at it. Hmm. You get to see like an honest side of Ellen Page and not the actress. You get to see Ellen. Page. I really like her too. Yeah, I really like awesome. Ellen Page. Um, <clears throat> so that's uh, September the 7th, Gaycation, a reality show on Viceland at 10.30 p.m. Uh, the next show is going to be Thursday, September the 8th. Better Things, a comedy on FX. Hmm. Uh, the rundown on that is a uh, a new series from Pamela Alden. From um, There was a show called Lucky Louie um, right. on HBO back in the day. And uh, she was small also... Show. Yeah, it's a small show. A little, little show. <laughs> <laughs> a new series from uh, Pamela Alden and Louis C.K., who writes and directs many of the episodes, stars the former as an actress and single mom of three daughters, a character loosely based on Alden's own life. Huh. Like I'm definitely gonna watch this. Like you might not remember her now. Californication. She was a brunette in Californication. She was the one that was fucking Runkle. Runkle is Runkle is the uh, the bald white guy. Right. Oh. Oh. Yep. Oh. That's her. Pamela Alden. Shit. The yeah. goth girl. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Not the not the. I mean the uh, the wife, not the daughter that that uh. um that uh, Mulder fucked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not his real name. <laughs> Mulder. Yeah, Mulder fucked like a younger goth girl, but no, not, not Mulder. I know, I know who you're talking about now. Yeah. I want to believe. I want to believe. Oh, God. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this game called Power Rapper the Rapper? Yeah. Power really? The Rapper, yeah. You heard of Power Rapper the Rapper? Yeah, I never played it, but I know about it a lot. Yeah. I, was, it was, I was on that shit in the 90s, and it was just like so stressful. There was that one part that the very ending song is You Gotta Believe. Yeah. And it's like, what you gonna do when they come? I gotta believe. But I gotta believe was like button, 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 button. So like <laughs> A-A-B-C. So if you're not pressing it on cadence, it's I got uh, you know, it just sounds weird as shit. It just you know? fucks it up. It fucks it all up. But anyway. It's a great game. <laughs> it, it was fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Better Things, a, a comedy on FX at 10 p.m. Thursday, September the 8th. Everybody check that out. Really love Pamela Alden. If you like Louis C.K. or any of that kind of comedy. Did you I say Louis C.K. was writing? Uh, no, she's just associated oh, with him. Okay, cool. But I mean, I'm sure she bounces ideas off of him. She was in three shows with him, so I mean, yeah. they're they're, they're close probably enough. friends. Yeah, I'd imagine so. This was a weird thing for me because I'm on Thursday, September yeah. the eighth, and it says Sunday night football. So I'm like, how do you have Sunday night football on a Thursday? <laughs> what? Okay. So it says a uh, special Thursday edition. It's why they're having football. It's so Thursday night it's, football. It's fucking Thursday night football. <laughs> you can't still call it Sunday night football if you're playing it on a Thursday. I think that's <laughs> one of those things where the the name becomes brand. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It de- it's definitely that. But I'm just like, come on. It's, it's just fucking call it Thursday, Thursday fucking night. <laughs> it's fucking Thursday. Be a cunt about it. <laughs> um, yeah. But that's uh, that's that's Sunday night football this Thursday <laughs> at eight thirty. You see, I didn't have to say it like that. I didn't have to say it like that. No, you t- no that's what they called it. That's what you fucking call it. It's like, right. I will never call Fantastic Four mm-hmm. anything other than Fan, fan- Four Stick. What? That's not what it's fan called. Fan Four Stick. That's what it is. It's what? Fan Four and then Stick. That's what it says. Fan Four Stick. What? It's Fan Four Stick. 
You're talking about that particular, or you would never call that new particular one, the movie? New the new one, yeah. Okay, whatever. The new one is called Fanforstic. I don't care. I, don't, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I didn't hear any of that. Um, Friday, <laughs> September the 9th is a Martin doing time uncut. It's a uh, it's a comedy on Showtime at 9 p.m. It's the comedian's first stand-up special in 14 years. Damn, damn. What was his name? Martin Lawrence. Martin. Oh, Martin Lawrence. Okay. Martin, I didn't hear the last name. Uh, Martin. He uh, the last. If, let me see if I can remember all of them. Um, no. Um, the <laughs> so that is Martin. I I had an office moment where I looked at my wall hoping to see mm-hmm. a camera and just yeah. like capturing my reaction. A uh, run till that run till that was uh, the most recent one that came out in the movie theaters in two thousand and two ish. Let's do the math here. That's fourteen years. Yeah, two thousand to two thousand sixteen. Yeah, haha. Nailed it. Nice. Nailed the shit out of that. I don't know math, bitch. <laughs> 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 no, I, was like, I graduated high school two thousand and two, and I seen that movie theater movie in the theaters. It's the only reason I remember. Nice. Um, but yeah, that's Friday, September the 9th, Martin Lawrence doing time, uncut. It's on Showtime at 9 p.m., so check that out. I'm sure it's going to be hilarious. I'll be seeing that. Uh, the He's n- pretty funny. Hell yeah. The uh, the next thing is going to be the show that I've been anticipating for a long time, just as long as Atlanta, mm-hmm. from Tig Notaro, One Mississippi. One Mississippi. We've talked about that a couple times. Uh, yeah. They, uh, they released a pilot episode about three or four months ago, and now the full show is coming out this nice. September the 9th. Um, One Mississippi is a comedy on Amazon. you got to have Amazon Prime to see it, but it's worth it. Uh, the best-reviewed entry among Amazon's fall pilot batch last year, mm-hmm. this Pitch Black half hour is created by the star comedian Tig Notaro. Pitch Black. Oh, man, it's, it's dark. Like, it's not as dark as uh, Horace, and Pete. Horace and Pete. Like, that's tragic bad. Yeah, like, right. Like, cancer death Jesus like Christ. anything that can go bad like anybody that you root for mm-hmm. like how game of thrones is like you'll root for a person and love them then they'll take them away yeah. like death and this right here is like you'll love a person and then they'll you'll have to live with their misery you know it's, Jesus it's Christ. yeah it's yeah because when you kill with their yeah when you just kill somebody then the yeah. suffering everything is over yeah. it's just a shock you know but then when someone ha- goes into a state of misery and you just have to sit with that it's just god but but one Mississippi is there too. Um, Tignataro, she in the course of twelve months, her girlfriend of a few years broke up with her. Her mother fell and hit her head like on the corner of a coffee table and died. Then yep. she um, she got she cancer. cancer in both breasts. Didn't realize it. well before that she had C diff, which is a um, it's it's a bacteria infection mm-hmm. and it just withers your body away. Um, and then she ended up taking antibiotics for that. Mm-hmm. And with those antibiotics, she wasn't able to find out that she had cancer for like another four months Jesus. because of the C. diff and her body withering away. They, they couldn't even detect the cancer. Mm-hmm. So then cancer after that. So she finally uh, has a show to discuss all of it. That's going to be fucking good. That's going to be that should be rough and like super fun. Is uh, she plays a um, she plays a fictionalized version of herself, Louis C.K. and Diablo Cody. Everybody, Diablo Cody has a movie called In a World. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Really, really good. It's um, her dad was a uh, a voiceover person for movies. It's In a World, where blah blah blah. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, her dad does that, and he's that was like, Tignataro's dad. No, no, no. Um, uh, Di- Diablo Cody. Oh, okay, okay. Diablo Cody, her dad. Um, in the movie, he does voice work. So then she, he, and he's telling her, you'll never be able to get voice work as a woman in a world where, like, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, she tries to prove him wrong. But anyway, That's awesome. in, in uh, one Mississippi, Louis C.K. and Diablo Cody serve as producers while Nicole Sump- Hollow Fencer, can't say her name correctly, uh, directs. 
The cast also includes Casey Wilson, John Rothman, and Noah Harpster. That's one Mississippi. Got to keep it going faster. Yep. Uh, the next one is Sunday, September the 11th, Masters of Sex. It's a drama on Showtime at 10 p.m. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the SEs show for a second. What show? Master of None. Oh, Master yeah, of None. Yeah, I got confused. Oh, I like that show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Master of Sex. Uh, this has Nisi Nash. She's in a um, She's in a show on Showtime, a nurse show that I can't think nurse of the name Jackie? of the show. Nope. No, I don't know. Edie Falco's not in this one. Alex Bornstein is in it. Um, yep, uh, we'll, we'll figure that out yeah, later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was in Reno 911. Okay. Yeah, she was a, she was a black lady in Reno 911. <laughs> there we go. Uh, David Walton and uh, Andre Royal playing Sammy Davis Jr. among the new faces. Uh, setting moves. The setting moves forward to 1968. So they talk about sex in 1968. Okay. And that's that. Uh, the next show is going to be... The 2017 Miss America competition. Right. That should be pretty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I was going to say that should be great. And then this, I realized like, like, no, no, no. It'll actually make you want to die. You seen the, uh, the Miss Teen USA that was uh, calling everybody nigger on, uh, on Twitter. What the fuck? Oh yeah. Miss, Miss, Miss Teen USA. Apparently when she was like 15, yeah. 15 and 16, like she was uh, calling people nigger with the hard R. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, you sound um, weird, like nigga with the heart on. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 she uh, she won the and of course as soon as she won the Miss Teen uh, Universal America or whatever they immediately went back and went through all of her history of everything and they saw that she was like a low key racist when she was. No, you can't be low key racist and say nigger with a hard R. No, yeah, it, <laughs> you're like it, you're there. You're like there. It's it's it's, it's a it's a weird thing because like her she her apology was I was a kid then and mm. I was like you just won Miss Teen America and what happened was last year. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. You, you know what I'm saying? But so but it's like it's I still give. I have, it's weird because you don't really know where someone's growth is going to come. Like Mm -hmm. it took me until 27 where the, the light clicked Mm -hmm. and it took until like two years after that before I actually seen any results from, you know? So, I mean, like I was a piece of shit, like not like a racist piece of shit, (laughs) but a piece of shit nonetheless. (laughs) Yes. I wasn't (laughs) going anywhere, doing anything productive really, you know? So it was just, it, it, maybe she just hadn't, maybe she's at the point now to where she's, I mean, it was a fuck up. It was definitely she a fuck up. up. And at like 15 and 16, yeah. uh, that's normally when you have those fuck yeah. ups. Yeah. Because you're finding out, like, oh, what can I say? What yeah. can I not say? Yeah. But then she won Miss Seniors. Yeah. And then she won Miss Seniors. They had to take <laughs> all that shit back. Yeah. So you, every, when you're put in the spotlight like that, sometimes like you grow up really quickly and yeah. then you're like, oh, fuck. And that's, that was the thing. Like, I heard a lot of black people saying to take the, uh, the crown from them. Like, no, mm-hmm. like, huh? I'm like, if, like, I would let you win something and yeah. let's go back, not you personally, but the person that was <laughs> talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, if, if, if you win an award, let us go back through your entire history and right. find anything. So you're saying you've never said a negative thing? Ever, or done a negative thing like fuck that everybody has a checkered past. everybody has fucked up at least one time yeah. in that regard hell yeah, so, yeah. in any regard but yeah that's the, the 2017 Miss America competition it's on ABC at 9pm and then last but not least well actually last and pro- probably least uh, Rob and China have their own reality show on E not, Rob no Rob okay. Kardashian Oh, fuck that. Even worse. Fuck that. <laughs> like, how can you be worse than no, Rob Schneider no fuck that movies movies <laughs> how can you be worse movies <laughs> I don't want movies. I don't want it. I don't you give don't, a shit. You don't want the Rob Kardashian? No. You don't want Black China? No. You don't want Tiger? No. <laughs> I mean, Tiger might show it. No. <laughs> what, what about all um, Kicking it with Tiger. Maybe they're going to kick over fucking Tiger. It's what's, the end of culture. That's what it is. It's the end of fucking culture. Do, do you know who you can say thanks to for that? What's who? the uh, What's the uh, the guy uh, he used to do American Idol? Oh, um, Simon Powell? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No. The other guy. 
I don't know the other guy. Come on. The <laughs> other guy. The other guy. He's white. He's on TV. <laughs> he's with the hair. <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, no, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. He's too big of a name. All right. He's um, on television. Right. He's white. He's, he looks like he's around five foot ten or so. He, he has hair. He wears shirts. They like have buttons on them. That is usually tucked in. Right. He's on the E Network. He works on E. He's a producer for the Keeping Up with the Kardashians. He worked on American Idol as one of the hosts. Not Simon. Not Simon. Uh, I think I know the cunt that you're talking about. No, come on. Somebody like somebody has to be screaming <laughs> yeah. so, through their television I'll, I'll, right I'll, I'll, now. I'll, but keep going. I'll, I'll, I'll go back to it. I'm going to keep going, yeah. and and we're remiss for but, not knowing this guy's name. But because no, no to, no to that. He's no to on that he's on the way to becoming a billionaire. Ryan Seacrest. Ryan but, Seacrest. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. I, that was good. I tell you. Good. How did you not get it with those clues? Like he's white. He's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> he has the hair. He wears the shirts. <laughs> People thought he was gay for like ten years. <laughs> I gave some pretty damn good clues. Like, what the fuck? God, damn it. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's it for uh, for televisions. For movies. Fuck you, Robin China. <laughs> for movies, uh, Sully is coming fuck out. Fuck you, Secrets, too. <laughs> and Secrets. Throw him in there. You know what? Let's throw Simon Powell in there, too. Simon Pig? Powell. The cow. Simon, Simon Powell. Cow. Simon, Simon Cow. Powell. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that guy, too. Just, uh, no, fuck him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. The next thing we have is uh, movies. Uh, Sully is coming out. Sully, um, I'm sure everybody's been hearing about that. The um, Sully? Sully is about the um, the guy that that uh, parked uh, an aircraft inside the. Uh, oh, the Tom Hanks movie. Yeah, yeah, the the New York River is that what it was? Uh, the Hudson River. Hudson River. Yeah. Um, the story of Chelsea Sullenberger, who became a hero after gliding his plane along the water in the Hudson River, saving all the airplane flights, 155 crew and passenger. Director Clint Eastwood, starring Tom Hanks, and Aaron Clint Eastwood. He's He's out the director. Yeah. He's, he's out the Guinness I've seen a couple movies by him now. Yeah. Uh, you know what's uh, funny mm-hmm. from that movie is that now, every time something historical happened, mm-hmm. I had never been alive for it. Yeah? And now you are, they're You making, were alive for this? Oh, you said this is the first yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. This is the first one. And now they're making movies about shit that I was alive for. Oh, yeah. Tom Hanks specifically. And it's weird. Yeah. That, it's uh, fucking weird. That I'm the captain now you were alive for. That happened in 2008, I think. See, I didn't know about that. Yeah. I'm completely ignorant to that. Oh, until shit. like. The memes happened. Oh, I was I <laughs> yeah. was in the military at the time, and we were going fucking insane about that shit. It's like what? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Sully. Um, that's gonna be PG thirteen, ninety six minute runtime, and is listed as a drama. Cool. Uh, the next also Tom Hanks looks really good in a mustache. Just wanted to. He does. There. Yeah. He, uh, Road to Perdition had a nice mustache in there. Mm-hmm. Bridge of Spies had a nice good mustache. He He's rocking the stash. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. He's a yeah. He, he's up there with Tom Selleck mustache. Um, good uh, porn stash mustache. Selleck. Tom Selleck has a nice mustache. Tom Selleck has like a 1970s porn star mustache. Tom Selleck, Burt Reynolds, like those mustaches? like Pretty good. Pretty good mustaches. Like, you, you know what? Like, even like you have a mustache, but you also have a beard. Ryan Gosling. Uh, I just pointed at you. Oh. Ryan Gosling uh, in The Nice Guys had a nice mustache. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. He did. Like, it's, you have a nice mustache, but it's you have a beard with it. So it's like the mustache kind of cancels it out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the beard and the mustache, they become, they become one, one entity. Yeah, it's yeah. like one entity. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, that's Sully. That'll be out this weekend. Uh, next is When the Bow Breaks. Uh, it's listed as PG-13. 107-minute runtime. It's a drama, horror, mystery, thriller. Oh, shit. A surrogate mom what for... Fuck a lot of you know, how genres. Are you, yeah. You're... Be- you're, I mean, well, it's it's like a lot of the same shit, like subgenre. It's a yeah. drama. Of course, it's a fucking drama. It's a movie. It's a horror. 
know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck do you think this is? You know, it's, it's a horror movie, horror thriller mystery. Like Same you can just thing. box all that shit in there, horror thriller mystery. Yeah. But uh, when the bow breaks, PG thirteen, hundred seven minute runtime. You can call it, it a horror mystery. Horror uh, mystery thriller. Horror mystery. <laughs> yeah. A surrogate, a surrogate mom for a couple becomes dangerously obsessed with a soon-to-be father, uh, starring Morris Chestnut and Regina Hall. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Regina, Regina Hall? Hall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to that. I'm probably not going to watch a movie, but no, shout I'm not out either. to her. I'm not either. <laughs> I was a really big fan of Morris Chestnut, but unfortunately he's short, so he's not like a big movie star. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like there's only room for like, I can't think Tom of- Tom Cruise is the only short. No, sure, he's, he's white. He's white. <laughs> okay. He, he's white. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking about like a um, like people that aren't white that are stars in Hollywood. It seems like you have to have the package. You have to be tall. You have to be, tall, you have to be good looking. And... Yeah, you have to have that. Yeah, Morris Chestnut. He's good looking, but he's short as shit. You know, so he's fucked. So that's like they got everything they wanted in Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is white. He's tall as shit, and, and he's, he's like everybody will fuck Chris Pratt. Yeah, I like, would fuck Chris Pratt. Hell yeah, you better fuck Chris Pratt. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'll make him wear the Star Lord mask while doing it too. Yes. <laughs> Star Lord. Fred, please never listen to this. Never stuff. listen. Actually, no, listen to it and give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking booty call. Hell yeah. Um, the next show is going to be, the uh, next movie is going to be The Disappointments Room. It's, uh, <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> the Disappointments Room. I just you said that I immediately I thought that's what my dad used to call my room and I just the disappointment room. <laughs> was it because it's where he put like all of his disappointments at, like things that he was disappointed about? It's like put it into that room and I was you were the in first there thing. Was like a engineering degree and like the car that he never got to buy. <laughs> all of the disappointments of his life. The picture of the Ferrari that he never got. <laughs> you. <laughs> All of his lost dreams and failures. <laughs> a picture of like some celebrity from the 1970s. <laughs> it's all in the room. <laughs> That's funny. The, the, uh, the disappointment room is, is rated R. It's a 100-minute runtime. It's listed as a drama horror thriller. A mother and her young son release unimaginable horrors from the attic of their rural dream home. It's starring Kate Beckinsale. So I'm not even that wrong. No, 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 no. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale is absolutely, I love Kate Beckinsale. That's the only reason it's on the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kate Beckinsale, you know, she was, uh, that's the chick, the underworld chick, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that. Oh, uh, fuck. I always got her mixed up with Mila Djokovic for some uh, reason. She's a Resident Evil, Mila Djokovic. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They just look alike, yeah. except one of them is just, like, whiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Giving me shit for saying people look like that shit. <laughs> Dude, okay, I, yep. just one thing, because yes. I keep bringing it up in class because nobody fucking believes me. Yeah. Mark da- Mark Wahlberg and mm-hmm. Matt Damon yeah. fucking look alike, and everyone around me is saying yeah. they fucking don't. They kind of do, yeah. They're fucking liars, everyone around me. Yeah, they are. I, I'm giving shit to all of you. Yeah. <laughs> all of you. Yeah. They look up a picture of them on Google. They look the fucking same. They do. I mean, Mark Warburg's just a, like a lesser talented version of and Matt Damon. And less attractive. <laughs> and much more less attractive. Yeah. yeah. Matt Damon is the most attractive. Did you see, did you see Ted 2? No. I didn't even Ted see Ted 1. That's, he's, Matt Damon, Matt Damon did a thing in, in Ted 2 and Ted 1. Yeah, I heard it was really funny. <laughs> it was. Matt Damon. And, and Brian from Family Guy also did a great job. <laughs> yeah, Brian from Family Guy was on there too. 
<laughs> Not Seth MacFarlane. No, it was that. It was just Brian. It yeah. was Brian. Yeah. It was it was Brian from Family Guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's only funny because you have to know as a listener that we know better than the bullshit <laughs> that comes out of our mouth. <laughs> I've started doing it like to actual people in conversation when they yeah. mention Mark Wahlberg. It's like, oh, you mean Matt Damon? <laughs> Fucks them up in conversation. Yeah, it's, no, I love it. It's yeah. so fucking like apropos great. of nothing. They're like, what the fuck? Did, where did this come from? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what even are you? Yes, <laughs> you're a film student. Get the fuck off my face. That's the, that's their reaction on their face. Yeah. Oh, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I'm just thinking about the disappointments room. The disappointment room. Yeah. Just like a, like a toddler, a Ferrari. Like, yep. <laughs> like, <it's picture>. like, <laughs> think, ah, I think we're going to have to make a, a script out of that. That's, yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> that's that awesome. is fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, guys. <laughs> thank you so much for watching. This has been episode 32. 32 fucking episodes. That's yeah, bananas. That that's is. insane. That's fucking uh, awesome. You remember when you said that 30 was going to be the episode that we were going to be like, holy shit, we made it to 30 episodes. Yeah, we did. We're too past that now. We are. <laughs> we really are. It's, it's kind of fucking insane, and I'm yeah. so glad that we get to do it. So thank you guys for listening. The consistency. Have you seen the consistency as opposed? I'm about to go at a sucker on dicks a little bit here. All right, We're putting ahead. out episodes. I like a little self-relation. Every Tuesday. Every what? Tuesday. And we'll yeah. continue to be put out episodes every Tuesday. And me, like I'm a podcast listener. I love podcasts. I listen to every podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you have one to suggest, I'll listen to that. Like, that is my life. I'll listen to podcasts. But, um, like, Kava, like, I've been waiting for you to put a podcast out for fucking since Call May, bro. you out, Kava. Like, I've been waiting since May, bro. I done told you in person. <laughs> put an episode out. It's been months. Like, uh, um, uh, uh, Josh cast a damn screen dump. Screen mm-hmm. dump. Where's my fucking episode, bros? Where's my fucking episode, bros? Like I, I hit them up on um on uh, iTunes mm-hmm. and I wrote a review and everything, like everything. And I let them know keep up the good work, keep push, pushing out that content. Right. And you know what they did since August the eleventh? Nothing. No, nothing. <laughs> fucking nothing. So so for, for fucking hobo ho, hojo bojo whatever your name is on bojo Twitter, jojo ho, ho, homo. It's like her her name her name is like Joe. So it's like hobo bojo. Yeah, Hojo Bojo. Hojo Bojo. Sounds like a weird Japanese Damn. thing. What's what's the thing from um from Powderpuff Girls? Mojo Jojo. Mojo there we go. Jojo. <laughs> Mojo Jojo. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Just get me fucking off. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm sorry. glad that you brought up Power Girls. <laughs> fucking love Power Girls. Rundown. <laughs> Rundown. Where, oh yeah, where? right. I gotta do the the bullshit where we are. Yeah. Uh, okay, so you can find those on iTunes and Google Play Music and SoundCloud, all under for film's sake. Uh, just type our names in and you'll find us. We're the big red letters with the back thing in the background. Yeah. And uh, you can also find us on Twitter at underscore FFS podcast. Yes. And uh, you can find us on Facebook under mm-hmm. for film sake as well. We just started a Facebook page. And uh, once the next couple of weeks goes by, we're really going to start trying to use all of the social media. More at the same time and make, make advantage of it. So uh, you lovely fuckers mm-hmm. have to go find us. And we'll be back next week with episode 33. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Take care, guys. Yo! Yeah.